Information shared on the following program is for general information purposes only. It does not constitute legal, tax, investment, or other advice, nor is it intended to recommend any particular investments, products, or financial instruments. Always seek advice from your financial advisor, attorney, or accountant with regard to investment, legal, or tax questions. What is it? It's a, a, a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. <sighs> oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Find out what a lifetime supply of jelly and the second half of life have in common. Coming right up. Welcome to the only show in the country dedicated to helping savers worry less about money. The Worry-Free Retirement with your host, Tony Walker. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. Them that have it, get more of it. The less they need it, the more they love it. And it sticks to them like glue. Funny, funny, funny what money can do. According to AARP, it is estimated that between now and the year 2030, that 10 thousand baby boomers will reach retirement age, listen to this, each and every day. Let me repeat that. Over the next 11 years, it's estimated that 10,000 baby boomers each and every day will reach normal retirement age. Now, unfortunately, as we're going to find out today, some of these baby boomers, uh, we're assuming have worked hard to save all this money for retirement, will surprisingly enter retirement with no written assessment on how best to use their money, figure out what they've got, and how to position that money to last a lifetime. How do I know that these baby boomers have no written assessment of their money and their retirement? Because I meet tons of them every day. Well, welcome to the Worry-Free Retirement, folks. I am that little man in the sweater vest retirement specialist and fiduciary, Tony Walker. And today with me in the studio as we begin our deep dive into the third part of our series on how to properly assess your retirement is none other than America's favorite financial sidekick, Aaron Orander. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, good morning, sir. I am doing good. How about yourself? Doing good, good. And we've got uh, your newest sidekick. Actually, you've this is kind of weird. You've got two sidekicks It's today. getting packed in here. It's a lot of sidekicks. Little, it's getting a little stuffy in here. <laughs> uh, so uh, Matt is still around trying to help us with some things as he kind of takes on a consultative uh, role. And then we got Megan, who's now full-time as your, really, it's going to be your real future sidekick is Megan. Sure. Are you okay with this? No, no grief going on? Aaron, <laughs> no, are you okay? I think everybody's happy. I'm happy, so everybody's okay. happy. Okay, that's good. You're happy, I'm happy. So, yeah, basically, uh, Aaron, I know we've covered the this concept of the first half, second half, and uh, first half, halftime the last two weeks. And now we're getting into the second half of life. So you've been around me enough to know about these halves, but I want you to describe for the audience in your words, uh, what is the second half of life in terms of the world of the worry-free retirement and Tony Walker? Take a stab at it. I would say the second half of life is you're retired and you're just trying to figure out what to do with the money that you should have been saving all these years. Um, any you challenges know, you think with that group? What do you, what do you oh, think yeah. the biggest I mean, challenges for uh, the second half? Things that you may not have taken into consideration, like health issues. You know, none of us can none of us can see the future and see if we're going to get sick or need to go in a nursing home or whatever. And, and just so little things like that can add up and really really rack up on your bills. 
And as we're going to see, I think, uh, as you know, I'm, I'm kind of all about using and enjoying your money while you can, and we're going to see this in a minute. But the financial world takes a different approach. They tend to want to scare people into thinking you're going to need more and more money over the years. So again, I'm testing you. I know you've been around me a lot. Why, why is this same message out there that, okay, Aaron, man, now you're in the second half. If it really gets dicey, in fact, you probably need to save a million or two million dollars. And uh, what, why, why, why would they tell everybody that, you think? Because they want to. They want a chunk of that. They want a part of that. Whether it's, like I just said, whether it's the you know nursing home bills or um, oh, I'm trying to think uh, some other challenges that the second half of life faces. Um, well, the greatest fear. Let's let me help you a little bit. Obviously, the greatest fear is running out of money. So you can play yeah. to that fear pretty easy, right? Yeah. And we're going to see recently a, a Wall Street article that is almost kind of comical. But yeah, basically, folks, you've got to understand that you're you're kind of engaged in a game out there. It's a financial game, kind of a chess match, and the whole deal is who gets to hold on to your money. And the financial world, it's not only holding on to the money; they're trying to figure out strategies. It's called capitalism. There's nothing illegal about this, but they're trying to figure out strategies to hold on to your money for as long as possible. And you just do the math. I mean, if you did have a million dollars out there, most of our clients I don't don't. By the, by the way, don't ride down the road going, "Hey, he keeps talking about these millionaires." I don't have a million dollars. That's okay. At Tony Walker Financial, we don't have minimum uh, account sizes. You can work with us with any account size. We're just trying to use round numbers here. But let's say you got a million dollars. And Wally World out there is charging one and a half percent per year. Tell me if this wouldn't be a bad business venture, Aaron. I come to you with a business proposition. If we can get other people's money, Aaron, and invest it, let's say a million dollars, and we charge one and a half percent, that means you and I, brother, no matter what happens to that money, whether it goes up or down, we make fifteen thousand a year. How's that sound so far? I'm good with that. All we gotta do is keep them down. happy. You and I go play golf on Fridays. We would <laughs> just keep them happy. And then if it goes down, we're going to see this in a minute, we just tell them to hang in there. No big deal. It'll, <laughs> well, come, they can't, it'll come back up. Just hang in back there. Up. Just hang in there. And that advice maybe is okay for a 40-year-old, but we're talking about people, folks. We define the second half of life as people pretty much 70 and over. And I had a guy once tell me, it was hilarious, he was like late 70s, and we started talking about the future. He said, the future, son, I'm 78 years old, I'm not even buying green bananas anymore. So this guy, yeah, he was a realist. He thought, I need to enjoy my money, I'm going to go sit here and stockpile all this money for somebody else. So let's review these three halves very briefly before we get into the meat of t today's show. So again, the first half, generally, now these are general components that we came up with over the years, folks. Don't hold me to these ages. But generally, Aaron's a first halfer. In other words, these are people between the ages of roughly 25 and 50. Uh, the first half of life is where you're just trying to save, raise the kids, educate them, uh, try not to take on too much debt, uh, try to learn the difference between good debt and bad debt, uh, try to position yourself to save some money. That's the thing. I had a couple in yesterday, Aaron, and they're really trying to help their adult children and we're trying to expose them to ways that we can get out of the tax trap that their children are going to have to deal with. And uh, so it's, you know, they can't save a lot of money, but we're trying to help them on get, get their children kind of girded, so to speak, for the future. But that's what you're trying to do in the first half. You're just really trying to prepare for what I call halftime. Now, halftime, I'm in halftime. That's usually people over the age of 55. Again, no magical age, but around 55, as you can imagine, Aaron, that's when generally most kids, if you're lucky, are out of the household. I don't know, remember Clinton? She was claiming there's a lot of adults living down in basements. So yeah. I hope that's not you out there. But anyway, uh, you know, that's the, that's the age that children are basically out of the household. Maybe you've got them educated. Maybe you're starting to pay down a lot of debts. Hopefully you don't have a bunch of credit card debt. 
Uh, maybe you're attacking your home uh, loan debt, all that stuff. But you're saying, maybe, man, I'm, a, I'm getting close to the second half. I got to get serious. Uh, we're really good at that stage, by the way. That's probably approximately half of our clientele is people approaching retired or early retirement. That would be, again, between 55 and around 70. I often say about this age, Aaron, I'm at halftime. I'm starting to attend more funerals than weddings. You're, going, you're probably still going to a lot of weddings. I'm going to you? a lot of weddings. Somebody, somebody in this room's getting married soon. I'll be going oh, to that wedding. That's right. <laughs> I already told him I can't make it, though, so he's all right. With that's that. all right. I'll you going to make I'll, it? Are you going to go? I should be there. Yeah. Well, yeah, go, go on my behalf. Wish him well. All right, and, all right. You know, I told my grandfather, he was hilarious. I said, Dad, are you coming to my wedding? And I was close to my grandfather. He said, nope. I said, you're not. He said, no, nah, I'll just show up for the divorce. Oh, <laughs> I thought, man. gosh. So I had to show him. I proved him wrong. I'm still, I'm still married to my high school sweetheart, Matt. You remember that one. <laughs> he was a card. And he, and he didn't come to my wedding, though. I never held that against him. He didn't. He was just. He did you get a present? It. Did you get something from him? I think he, he always writes. He always wrote checks for everything. Oh. He never did Christmas shopping. The morning of Christmas, literally, he would get out his checkbook and put checks in the trees. Yeah, Matt's holding his thumb up. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy was way ahead. He yeah, was ahead of gift cards. This thinking. guy, well, he didn't have to shop. And every time we'd grab the check out and look at it, he'd say the same thing. He'd go, does it fit? Is it the right color? We'd say, yeah, Dad, it fits in the right color. Thank you. But anyway, back to this second half deal. So basically, you know, Eddie's talking about this concept of the jelly of the month club again. In fact, uh, Aaron, let's set the stage. At the first of the show, we played this clip from Christmas Vacation. If you're like our household, we watch that every year. And remember the scene, uh, Aaron Clark thinks he's going to get the Christmas bonus. He's already spent his, theoretically, his money and already committed to this pool. He's going to invite everybody in, and lo and behold, he didn't get money. He gets a Jelly of the Month Club. Well, and not to cut you off, but he he's... Hoping he's going to get so much, he even says, and if there's any left over, I'll fly all of you down. I mean, he just thinks this is like it. This is the mother load. He's going to have more than what he needs. You know, That's, that's really good. And so, yeah, let's play that clip again one more time. It's a, it's a one-year membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. Oh, God. Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. So what if we could create a retirement that includes financial jelly for the rest of your life in the second half. And when we come back, we're going to talk about that. And I'm going to show you why it really doesn't take as much to live on in the second half of life as the financial world would make you believe. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Worry-Free Retirement. Are you missing out on thousands of dollars in Social Security benefits? Find out by attending a free Social Security workshop presented by nationally recognized Social Security expert Heather Schreiber. Tuesday, June 11th in Louisville and Wednesday, June 12th in Bowling Green. Learn frequent common mistakes people make with their Social Security and how to avoid them, regardless of whether you're retired or retiring soon. Register now as seating is limited. To claim your free seat, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. That's TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Years ago, I could not find a process uh, that, in my view, accurately reflected the needs of savers as they moved through what I call the three halves of life. So I spent literally well over $100,000, well over. I don't even want to tell you how much this is, Aaron. But I spent this money on my own process and my own software because what I was finding, Aaron, is I couldn't get any software that 
actually, not, first of all, positioned the money for the second half and then showed people how we were going to spend it. Um, what we're faced with right now, really you have three options. If you're, if you're listening to this show, and whether you're retired or retiring soon, it doesn't matter. If you're saying, man, i got to get a game plan. i got to, I got to have somebody assess my situation. Where do you think people turn? Where's the first thing? Where's the first thing you do? The Internet. The Internet. My wife, bless her heart. She's on that Internet a lot. I'm saying to Susan, be careful. Not all that stuff is true. Uh, She'll it's see not? It. <laughs> it's not all that stuff is true. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't mean to burst your i got to rethink some things here. <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, the first thing you can do is just go on the internet. Now, what we did, these are called, I call them retirement calculators. What we did, I'm kind of staring at one right now, and we're not dogging the company. This is a large, large financial institution. And I just Googled retirement planning calculators. And you might want to try this when you're not driving down the road or later on after watching the show. And it's really interesting. They'll pop up from anywhere. Now, let's face it, Aaron. Remember this concept about other people's money, the financial institutions need our money. Why would anybody provide and spend the money on a free retirement calculator? Why would they do that? Let everybody use it. Well, let's see. You said it's free. Well, it just pulls them in. You know, it's going to give them some, it's probably going to give them some type of generic answer, some generic numbers. And and let me interrupt you. You know what I learned from Matt? He's real good on this stuff. Apparently, when I go on these websites, a lot of times they capture my data. Oh, yeah, they're following you. I didn't know that. Then they follow me around. Big brother is watching. Yeah, I'm like, I'm I'm looking at, uh, you know, a new... Uh, driver for golf and the next thing I know I'm on all of these other sites that have nothing to do with golf and a driver pops up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so folks remember this when you go googling around and entering your data on these real nifty five-minute retirement calculators number one they ain't gonna help you any. All these retirement calculators do like this one. I mean it, it, it helps I guess to understand money a little bit but all they're gonna do is at the end of this thing it's gonna pop up a cute little graphic tell you you got plenty of money or you don't have enough money and I can already tell you it's inaccurate. There is no way, no way in heck, unless you're three days away from death laying on your deathbed, that anybody's going to be able to predict that. The other problem with that, Aaron, just like this one, they make assumptions. This one makes an assumption that you'll need more and more money down the road. They call it inflation. So, yes, that's true, folks. Inflation is real, but that doesn't mean you're going to spend more money. There's a huge difference between inflation on your money and what you're going to spend as you get older. We found that, yeah, inflation is real. But most of our clients, as they get older, spend less, not more. But here's the other thing. This particular calculator assumes you'll make 6% guaranteed from now on. There's no place you can get 6% guaranteed. And for those of you out there getting ready to purchase annuities, offering 5 6 10%, folks, those are income riders. Those are not yields. Do not let an annuity peddler tell you that that's a guaranteed rate of return. That's not how they work. Those high guarantees on annuities, and we offer those products, they're great products, But that's not the same as uh, replacing a CD at 3%. Those are not yields. Those are used to calculate payout rates. I know I digress, but this is a huge problem I'm seeing and uh, one that's going to create a lot of problems and a lot of angst for you savers out there when you go down the road and realize you haven't really made 6% on your money. But anyway, so that's the first thing. They're called online retirement calculators. Certainly, you can play around with them. Number one, realize they're going to capture your data. And number two, you're probably not going to get anything that's remotely accurate to the real world of retirement. The second thing you can do is Google articles. Um, here's an article I Googled. This is interesting. It talks about, this was, uh, let's see, from Market Watch. It's called Milestones in Your 70s uh, is Not the Time to Wind Down Retirement Savings. Now, this is a good one. You can tell this is written by Wall Street because they're basically telling you not 
to spend your money. You, you catch the headline there, Aaron? Not a time. Wait a minute, I'm in my 70s. <laughs> you know, I don't know. My, my dad didn't even make it to 70s. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but when you get to your 70s, that, that's when you really are thinking about the green banana dilemma. But anyway, it says here in your 70s, this is not the time to wind down your retirement savings. Now, the problem with this article, folks, again, what we would say is, yes, it is. Now, because this is a Wall Street-driven article, the problem is they don't have any guaranteed retirement income. They don't offer mailbox money, so there is that fear of running out of money if you live too long. So their solution to not running out of money is telling you not to spend all of it. Is this making sense, Aaron? Yeah. Which on the surface, that well, yeah, that makes sense. But if you're in the world of risk and uncertainty, you have to tell people that. That's, that's almost your responsibility. Now, we're not in the world of risk and uncertainty. We tend to take the safer, the high road, and what we say is, look, the reason you want some, not all, but some of your money in what I call fixed annuities with income riders is for this very reason. We don't know how long you're going to live. We do know you'll probably spend less and less as you get older, barring some sort of major health catastrophe like you mentioned earlier, but just generally your expenses, you'll spend less. So why wouldn't you want mailbox money that you can never outlive? Can you think of a reason, Aaron? I mean, why would you not want mailbox money? Why would you not want to be enrolled in the Jelly of the Month Club, right? If you could get it for the rest of your life. Right, if you it's can get the it gift for the rest that of your life. On, yeah. So, folks, you've got to understand, when you're reading articles, consider the source. Uh, if you're an investor and you like taking risks, this is not a bad article. But if you're a saver, uh, somebody who's concerned more with the turn, return of their money than on it, this is a terrible article. It's not even written for savers. In fact, it's telling you to not spend your money, which is, to me, defeats the purpose of why in the world you've been saving it all these years. Now, the third item, and I kind of make light of this, Aaron, I am not making fun of the financial industry when I say this. And I, there, when I say this, there's some good advisors out there hosting these dinner seminars, but it has almost gotten comical. Now, let me go back to the original statistic, because you may be sitting there saying, yeah, Tony, speaking of those dinner seminar invitations, I'm getting more and more of those things. Well, what in the world is going on? And I would say, well, first of all, I bet you're over the age of 55, to which you'd probably say, yeah, that is interesting. Seemed like when I got in my 50s, I didn't even know there was such a thing as a dinner seminar. Now I'm getting three and four a week. There's a reason for that. You're 55 plus, Aaron. Why would you all of a sudden, it's kind of like those Google pop-up ads, why would you all of a sudden get this random postcard in the mail from somebody you have no clue who they are, complete strangers, uh, telling you about basically how you're not going to run out of money and all this, and there's a beautiful picture of a steak dinner, free steak dinner, 50 bucks. Why in the world? Would somebody spend that kind of money to get you there for a free steak dinner? What do they know about you? Remember the 10,000 people per day that are retiring? They know you're getting ready to retire, or you're on your way. You're there close you to it. You're closer to it than I am. You're closer to it than the first half is. That's right. And so if you're close to retirement, there's probably something you've been stockpiling money in at your employer. What's that called? Your 401k. Okay. And we estimate there's about $6 trillion, That's with a T, folks. There's about $6 trillion right now stockpiled. And all these 401k plans, do the math, right? You figure more. The financial world's not stupid. They know that 10,000 people per day will hit retirement age with trillions of dollars. They got this 401k plan that they've been saving in, right? Great savings tool. And all of a sudden, they wake up one day and they realize it's a lousy planning tool. In fact, it's laden with taxes. It could have fees. Uh, you don't know when to use it. You keep hearing about 70 and a half. What in the world that is? So the financial world knows that you're scared, okay? You have never really had to have a retirement game plan, right? You've just been saving money. But now, 
as you approach retirement, this may be you listening to this, folks, you're thinking, uh-oh, <laughs> do I roll this thing out when I retire? Um, I meet people sometimes, Aaron, and they still have the money in the 401k plan, which is for planning purposes you shouldn't do, but guess why they leave it there? When they meet me, what do you think they say? If I say, why do you still have this 401k there? You've been gone for five years. What do they say? They didn't really know what else to do with it. Bingo. At least they know, and I understand this. Think about it. At least, uh, we'll just say Vanguard. It doesn't have to be Vanguard. But So I've had money with Vanguard, let's say, 30 years in this 401k plan. Vanguard's a reputable company. I retire. I'm hesitant to just go to a random stranger to have them buy me dinner. I don't know what they're going to talk about or who these people are. Uh, I'm, I don't even get on the Internet because I don't trust the Internet. Let's say this is what they're thinking. What's, what's their other option? Just I mean, unless they, Yeah, let it sit there. At least they know Vanguard and... They don't know any other options, so they, you know, this is why, folks, I guess, you know, one reason I spend my time and money not buying free steak dinners for people, but educate, educating people on the radio, uh, television. You know, today as we record this show, it's May 7th, correct? Yeah, May 7th, 2019. Let, let, me, let me share with you the amount of time I'm spending just to educate the general public, the saver. We're recording this radio show. That's going to take us at least an hour by the time we put it all together. Right after this, people say, what do you do then, Tony? You go out and play nine holes of golf? No. Uh, I spend probably two and a half, what's it average, about two and a half hours to do a TV show. It takes yeah. a lot, lot longer, obviously, to produce a TV show. We'll do that. And then I got to see somebody at 11. I have an appointment. Then we come back at 12 noon. You do remember we got to do this, don't you? That's right. We got a busy day today. <laughs> and then we're going to do a webinar. So, folks, you add that up. That's probably four, five hours worth of time spent that I make zero on. I mean, all this comes out of my pocket. Why do I do all this? Well, number one, to try to provide you good educational opportunities. And secondly, to build credibility and trust that, hey, hopefully, hey, maybe we need to meet with Tony Walker. I mean, this guy's been doing this 35 years. Um, and people will say that, Aaron, they've been watching the TV show for years. Something happens, they'll say, well, sh I kind of feel like I already know you. I've been watching you on. See, that's what we're trying to do, folks. This is about relationships. This is not a bunch of numbers that we're dealing with. That's part of it. But the point that we're trying to make is you need a relationship with a trusted advisor, and we want to have that opportunity to meet with you. So if you're sitting there, regardless of whether you're in the first half, halftime, or second half, it doesn't matter. If you feel like nobody's ever really assessed where you are and where you're trying to go, let me sh share this invitation. All you got to do, there's two options you can do. You can call us at 877-499-9255. That's 877-499-WALK, and that'll take you directly to our offices, and just tell them you want to talk to Tony. Uh, they'll ask you a few brief questions, and then I, we can either talk by phone, or if we quickly realize that it warrants a personal appointment in person at either our Bowling Green or Louisville, Kentucky office, we'll do that. And again, there's no cost to that. Now, the second way you can do it is real simple. Uh, just get on your mobile device or laptop or whatever, and just go to TonyWalkerFinancial.com, and once there, you're going to want to click on the Let's Get Started button. And again, that will confidentially go to our offices. You'll be contacted. And uh, you and I will talk by either phone or in person. So log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Well, when we come back, I'm going to share a unique strategy and why the Jelly of the Month Club financially is going to kick in for you when you turn 70 and a half. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Worry-Free Retirement. Imagine you or a loved one faces the prospects of going into a nursing home. The cost to you and your family? 
enormous. Learn how to protect your assets from nursing homes during our next free live webinar with attorney and Medicaid planning expert Tom Krause. Tuesday, June 4th at 12 noon. Also, Mr. Krause will be appearing on the Worry-Free Retirement TV show to discuss the same topic on June 30th. To register for the live webinar and for complete TV show listings, log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. Tired of the roller coaster ride of the stock market? Let Tony Walker show you how to smooth out the ride with your money. Log on to TonyWalkerFinancial.com and let's get started. And now it's time for Tony in the Trenches. Well, our Tony in the Trenches, this is an interesting comment someone made to me last night when I was meeting with somebody. They said, Tony, I'm in the process, I'm paraphrasing here, but Tony, I'm in the process of interviewing with some other advisors. Obviously, I wanted to talk to you. And it was funny, I mentioned your name to an advisor, a prospective advisor, and the person said, oh yeah, Tony Walker? You mean you're going to take a chance to work with him? He's the only game over there. What happens if something happens to him? He doesn't even have anybody there working with him. And I kind of had to laugh. First of all, folks, if you'll notice, I don't ever pick on individual advisors. I mean, that's how they want to run their business is their business. I more power to them. But when people start sharing incorrect information, I got to step in. So basically, yes, I'm the only fiduciary, but I also have a backup fiduciary who's very, very qualified, who's been with me almost 14 years, Heather Hughes. I also have my favorite son-in-law, Trey, who's being trained up in the business. And besides that, I have nine full-time employees who we refer to as service specialists. You see, our ratio of fiduciaries to service specialists is the highest in the industry. Usually it's flip-flopped. Uh, what more, most organizations do is they have a lot of advisors, maybe five or six advisors, which is fine, and they might have four or five service specialists. Well, the reason is they don't really provide a lot of service. They don't need a lot of people. We do whether it's tax analysis, social security analysis, uh, helping you roll over your 401k, Roth conversions, all of, that, all of that stuff, all of those qualified people I pay a large salary to and you pay nothing for those services. So the value you get, you get a team of professionals behind Tony Walker. So unfortunately, that gentleman is very incorrect and uh, we, would, we would ask anybody to check us out. You know, meet with us, go through our process, see how we are so much different from the rest of the guys out there and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. All right, we've got to keep moving here, Aaron. So 70 and a half, we're thinking of Eddie. He's talking about the Jelly of the Month Club. Why is 70 and a half such a crucial age for what I like to say the beginning of the second half of life? Well, the government has self-imposed that age, but it's a nice round age. It's called 70 and a half, and that is the age that the government requires you, assuming you have a 401k, IRA, etc., to start taking for the rest of your life something called required minimum distributions or that's when the Jelly of the Month Club award begins and it's going to continue for the rest of your life. Now why did they do that? Well as, as we've said folks, Wall Street and everybody else has convinced you to put all your money in these retirement accounts. They forgot to remind you that a tax tumor is festering there and growing like crazy. Uh, they talked about how low of a tax bracket you would be in which actually today you are in the future, we believe you won't be. So now's the time to really start dealing with some tax planning. If you're not doing that, you need to be talking to us. But the bottom line is they are going to make you start paying taxes. And the way they do that is they make you start taking withdrawals. So you might say, yeah, Tony, how does that work? What is the RMD? Well, generally, let me give you a rule of thumb here. The RMD that first year is approximately, again, this is approximately 3.5% 
of the total value of all qualified accounts. Uh, you might have two IRAs, a 401k, thrift savings plans, it doesn't matter, they're all qualified accounts. So let's just say in this example, you had a half million dollars, you turn 70 and a half, that means you're gonna have to take out approximately, and we'll, we'll figure this, we calculate all this stuff for our clients and, and uh, help them figure out where to take these RMD from. Uh, we, we're very strategic about that. But anyway, you have to take around eighteen, nineteen thousand dollars $19,000 out the first year, and yes, you gotta pay taxes. So the question is, what do you do with it? Can you convert it? That answer is no. But how can we guarantee that income for the rest of your life so that we can use and enjoy the money or possibly another option we're seeing a lot of is giving that money to family. So here's the point, folks. If you are in the second half of life, if you have never had anybody give you an assessment that includes social security, taxation, gifting strategies, uh, how to avoid the high cost of nursing homes, estate planning, all of that stuff, we are well equipped to do that. Let me make this offer to meet with me in person. And again, regardless of your age, but specifically today, we're talking about those people in the second half. Don't put off doing today and just let it fester. Don't do that. Take advantage of meeting with me in person. Log on now to TonyWalkerFinancial.com. As I said, we'll put together a free assessment for you, no cost or obligation, and you can decide if it's best for you. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's program. Next week, we're going to move over to the third phase of the worry-free retirement. We're going to leave the assessment phase, and we're going to what we call how to create a written game plan. We'll be talking about that next week, but between now and then, if all else fails, you remember to be worry-free. If you got it, you don't need it. If you need it, you don't got it. You don't get it, shame on you. Funny, funny, funny what money can do.